Stop what you're doing. Grab your headphones. It's time for Moody Sports. This is Dan. Hey, and this is Zach. Today we're going to be reviewing over college football week two and then previewing week two also. And then we're also going to dive into the NFL. Uh, Guys, I know we didn't provide you anything on Sunday, but we've decided we're going to move release dates to Tuesday, Wednesday time so we can uh, just sort of talk all football that happens over the weekend. I think this is a good move for us because even later in the NFL season, we'll be able to preview the Thursday night game once they pick up and then Thursday night football. Always Middle reviewing, of the week. Mo- able to review Monday night football after the big games there. Um, yeah. So expect a hump day release from Moody Sports from now on. Get you through your long weeks. That's right. We're going to help, you. Uh, help you. Get over the hump. So we'll go ahead and dive into college football week two. Uh, done and gone. It feels like it's flying by already. Uh, Don't blink, guys. Football will be over. I'm going to miss it so much. I already feel like I miss it. Uh, (laughs) Top 25 teams, a lot of good games this week. Uh, Starting at number one, Clemson had a big game. A&M coming in. We're actually going to dive a little bit into this game. Um, Just really impressed with what I saw out of the Tigers. Uh, Dabo had them ready. The Venables and his defense definitely answered a lot of questions I had about Kelly Mund looked a little uh, flat to me, honestly. I expected more out of the quarterback from A&M. He just looked... He looked shaken a lot. It ju- I mean, shaken, but it just looked like his head wasn't in the game almost. Like, you gotta be fired up. You're playing number one, and your half your team says you're gonna win, predicting the upset. Like, come on, guys. You gotta come out with your A-plus game. That's not true. Not your A game. Yeah, bring it. And quarterback did not look like he brought it to me. Uh, the scoreboard, really, it was a bigger win than the scoreboard said to yeah. me. Like Clemson, it was no match. It was definitely a dominance. In, in I felt like initially Clemson started out a little rough, uh, same with A&M. But then Clemson, by the second quarter, was rolling, playing well. And A&M was still, like, I felt like there was a lot of quarter, quarterback play was questionable. Uh, a lot of receivers dropping balls out there. And then Hot the defense. Day. It the, was like 95 yeah, degrees. 96 degrees. Hottest game uh, game in Clemson history. In that while. It's stadium. week two. It's not week, week two, one. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the defense just looked like they had no answers for Justin Ross, T. Higgins, like the big physical physicality. Well, you got to think all three of Clemson's receivers, you got Amari Rodgers back wearing the knee brace he's only five months off of acl you got your top three guys they're all six three six four like you got you probably have one cornerback ready to play their best receiver but then their second receiver is the same size just as fast just as good exactly so you got your second and third defensive backs covering receivers that would be number one at any other school in the country like you're going to get beat on mismatches. Like, Clemson just has too many bodies. And uh, ETN didn't feel like he had the stats he did against Georgia Tech, but still had a good game. Definitely a better team than Georgia Tech, too. Uh, But he still had his big run, still got his his yardage. So, impressive win for Clemson. Very confident that they're now going to just run through the rest of the schedule, probably. That game was... It gives me the feeling that that wasn't our hiccup game yet. Because... The team still looked pretty good the whole game against A&M. Clemson's probably, we're known to have a game where we just, your head's not in the game 100%. You turn the ball over too many times. We turned the ball over against Georgia Tech, but they just couldn't do anything. It happens to everybody. Everybody has that slump game. It's just, can you survive that game? And speaking of slump game, next week in the Carrier Dome. (laughs) That's the one team Clemson's had trouble with. Very long travel for that game. Yeah. 
so yeah, moving on, uh, Bama and Georgia, number two and three in the nation, both rolled through uh, lower competition, New Mexico State, Murray State. Um, then number four, Oklahoma played South Dakota, beat them really easily. And then Cincinnati went into Ohio State. I actually thought it was going to be a little bit more interesting than than it was. 42-0, they dominated. The media was talking up Cincinnati before that game. They coming off the win against UCLA the week before. You thought they would maybe get it. Yeah, but, but how good is this UCLA team? Now, come on. It's <laughs> uh, a good question. Old Chip Kelly running things out there. Oh. Doesn't look like his Oregon days, does it, Dan? Does not at all. Uh, and now... To number six LSU, probably the biggest game of the week. Could have probably could potentially end up being a bit one of the biggest games of the year. It was a great game. Great game. Texas versus LSU. LSU number six visiting number nine Texas. It was definitely a hostile environment. Um, but uh, and they they were getting ch- ch- choppy at the beginning of the game before everything started up. And uh, Ed, LSU was able to pull off the win. Big game. I felt like so this game the score is close. And I, I feel like LSU was a lot better than Texas. Watching the game for me, it was sad because the offense of Texas is pretty good. Sam Ellinger, like, I just he felt bad good. for him at the end of the game because that new LSU offense with Joe Burrow, holy moly, like, there was no stopping it. There's like, some- they got the ball, like, three possessions at the end of the game where Texas had to stop them. And the defense could not get a stop. Not do it. Just and it wasn't running the ball. It was slinging well, the rock straight to the end zone. And the and these receivers are now able to finally come out and prove themselves. We always talk about LSU having elite talent. They can finally show it. Justin uh, Justin Jefferson is a freak. That man had some major catch, catches in that game. Um, Running wise, they they were able to still maintain the running game the whole time. Well, look at the impressive. NFL players that come from LSU. You got Odell and Jarvis Landry both in Cleveland. You got running backs. You got defensive backs. They've always had the skill player talent. It's just the coordinator. I don't know why what the problems have been because the the whole college football went to the pass spread just like the NFL is doing right now years ago. College exactly. football changed years ago. Georgia is staying strong with the run, but even they have 400 yard passers. Throw, yeah, you we know? still throw the ball. Matthew Stafford was, was there is. a long time ago, yeah. and he was there throwing the ball constantly. So, so LSU, wow. <laughs> Ogeron, good hire on offense. Absolutely. And I think Ogeron's a really smart guy, too, because he is allowing his coordinators to do their jobs. He's just there trying to make sure everybody's on task. Who does that so, sound like? Sounds like Dabo. Sounds like a Dabo yeah. man type type of coach. Very impressive with that. Um, and I also think this game is going to be a major key when it comes to college football playoff implications because both these teams go on to play Oklahoma and Bama, who both are thought to be in the playoff at this point. Yeah. I wanted Texas to win that game so bad. And it's just, that's what I mean about being sad. Like, Texas had no chance at stopping LSU's offense, which, when's the last time we've said that? I don't think that's ever been said outside of a running back there, you know? Well, it's like in the fourth quarter, there's three minutes left or so, and LSU gets the ball. They have to go down and score. It's third and 17. Joe Burrow comes up and makes a pass off one foot with a man directly in his face, and it it's a dime. And so, like you saw him wave goodbye to the waving, crowd, I, and a lot of he people did it for a long a time. A lot of people too. hating on him for it. I'm like, dude, let this man enjoy his they, win. Texas defensive backs had the secondary had no no chance. chance. 
Same with LSU, though. I feel like LSU's wow. defense will improve, but they got to get used to this idea of them not having uh, con- like having time to rest between drives because they're they're now this offense is putting them out there quick every time. I tell you what, Alabama, be on notice. <laughs> You're not the only SEC powerhouse. You got LSU, you got Georgia. Who knows who else is going to come out? Florida, they're winning still. So Somehow. Somehow, Florida's still winning. We'll see how long that lasts, old Dan Mullen down there. Coming off that, yeah, uh, Washington played Cal. Cal. uh, And uh, no problem. Um, That was number 14, Washington visiting Cal. Cal's a good defense, struggling offense a lot of the time. But weather delay for three hours, and then Cal comes out, upsets them by one point. That's big time because now both Oregon and Cat Washington have a loss already. I've played in those games as an athlete where – You've been in a football game, literally lightning strikes one time, a mile in the distance, and they send you to the gym for an hour and a half. And then football games end up lasting five hours. You can't, it's so hard to focus. Like you get cold, your muscles are tight. Y'all are literally sitting on the ground in a basketball gym waiting for the weather to subside. So it's, it's really hard to keep your players focused in that type of delay. But still upset. Nonetheless, that's how it happens. You you gotta be ready. You gotta show up. Um, so, no, so number seven, Michigan hosted army. I think people are going to just stop scheduling army because (laughs) they literally should have lost that game. You say that, but Alabama and Clemson would tear up army. They would, which says Michigan is not on that that, level. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Michigan's not worth this number seven ranking because they struggled with this team and army is not, it's a triple option. They're good. But if you can, you just got to be able to stop the run, and you should be able to score on Army's defense, I would assume. If you have an elite quarterback, an elite offense, you should be able to score on Army some points. Yeah, and I saw an argument today that Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh of the uh, Michigan Wolverines, isn't even the best coach in his family. Look at what, just jump into the NFL, look what John Harbaugh is doing with Lamar Jackson week one, you know, like... Maybe we're a little too high on the Jim Harbaugh and the khakis. What you think, Dan? I mean, I think Harbaugh has earned the right to be considered a top-tier coach, but at the same time, I think he did it in the NFL, and it's a different thing in the college football landscape because you're not dealing with people who are adults who are top-tier players. You're dealing with whatever recruits you can get in there. And so I think... It's made not. It's not exactly the same thing he's doing there, and that's why I think he's struggled so much to beat these big, uh, big games. Ohio State, the the losing to Michigan State and whatnot. Uh, that's why I think he's always struggling with these stuff. I can understand that, and just to play on your not having adults, the two places he did succeed was in the NFL mm-hmm. with adults, and the other place was Stanford, where the maturity level... There is you know, like, very large difference in maturity you got, level. You had Andrew Luck at quarterback. So exactly. That helped a little bit. <laughs> uh, sad face. Rip, Andrew Luck. We rest will in, miss rest you. In peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> Although... Oh my gosh, I hope, Deshaun, I hope Deshaun Watson doesn't suffer the same fate <sighs> as Andrew Luck. It's looking like it. Um, so yeah, uh, number eight was off this week. And then, uh, so Auburn number 10 struggled to lane early, but ways able to cruise to the win. Um, number we, then you had number 10 was, 
Oh, number 10 was Auburn. Number 11, Florida. UT Martin up beat them 45-0. Easy win. Most of the rest of the top 25 did cruise to wins other than Stanford at number 23 with a loss to USC and another freshman quarterback. JT Daniels went down last week. New guy came in this week and just tore up that defense. Is that say more about the freshman quarterback to you or is that say more about Stanford's defense? I think I'm a little more interested in the quarterback of USC. It seems like they may have found a guy that can make a pass, but they were saying that about JT Daniels last year, and he'd ended up struggling at times. So we'll see what happens, but maybe it is just Stanford's defense isn't as strong as it. It doesn't take much to be the guy in Southern Cal nowadays. That's true. Sam Darnold was crowned king, and he threw more interceptions. It's just, it's just, dishing, it's just giving out the ball to the fast guys on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other big twenty, uh, top twenty-five loss was Syracuse, number 20, 21, went into Maryland, and they lost Bad big loss. time, like sixty-six to twenty-one. All right, I don't know if this is more of a Syracuse story. I think it's a Maryland. You think it's story. a Maryland? That's how they I feel. They put up one hundred and thirty something points in two weeks. You know, that's a lot of scoring. They definitely could be a dark horse for the Big Ten, which nobody was talking about two weeks ago. That's just another. That is so crazy. That's another trip up game that you got to get through. Like Michigan State, Maryland, who's going to win that? You know, you give Ohio State a run. You give like these are some some big games you got, but like that you didn't plan on having. He to definitely have to worry se- about. definitely seems like they can compete. And I would like to point out. Mike Loxley, uh, head coach at Maryland now, offensive coordinator of Michigan that got hired this year is out of Bama. Both the shared offensive coordinator duties at Bama last year. Seems to me maybe Mike Loxley was more responsible for that Alabama offense than uh, the other guy. So just think that's interesting that that's how that played out. Yeah, you sometimes... People don't get the credit they, they deserve. deserve. Nobody yeah. wants to give Mike Loxley that credit. And I it's think a, he's it's always coach. it's interesting seeing teams employ the double coordinator, the co coordinators, because Clemson runs co coordinators, absolutely, and it's worked out fine, and it's worked out better than we had a so called offensive guru and Chad Morris who hadn't done much since he left, you know? absolutely with Arkansas, you know, um, and SMU. So who? I like hey. May it's a new age, you know. Let's work together. Let's get people in place. Do multiple, yeah. Two people, two brains are better than one. Everybody. I knows. mean, yeah. If you're really good at running the ball and I'm good at calling pass plays, let's do it, man. Mm-hmm. And then, guys, uh, sorry to any Tennessee fans we have, but we definitely are going to talk about this. There's no option of it. Oh my gosh. Oh and two, the two losses at home to Georgia State and BYU. I don't know what to say haven't about this. Haven't even started SEC play. You haven't even gotten to SEC. <laughs> Guys, we could easily come on here every week, and at the end of the college football season, Tennessee could be 12 and 0 and 12. Easily. You know, it's funny because we were joking in previous weeks on the podcast. Tennessee, the most, I say it satirically, like Tennessee's the most dysfunctional team in the SEC, but they seriously are. They aren't. genuinely are now. Like, Oh, I thought it would be they've Arkansas been nothing since it's Peyton Manning. Arkansas, but now Tennessee is just absolutely. This is a bad year. It's, it's a dumpster fire is the best way to describe it for me. I just I'm so stunned. Jeremy Give Pruitt's, us Peyton as the coach. Why won't? Yeah. Why maybe we start looking? He's for, getting paid way too much to sing with Brad Paisley in those way commercials. Too much. Doing anything he does, he definitely wants to. Peyton coach. Manning's not that funny to me. Not I'm, that funny. I think people say he's way too funny. 
The Saturday Night Live stuff was great, but these commercials are getting old. Come uh, coach Tennessee. Come coach Tennessee, Payne. <laughs> Come on out of retirement. We know you're listening. You got your playbook <laughs> in the big binder. We know it's laminated. Bring it with you. Um, so, yeah, that's really uh, about, about the big games in college football and everything. So now I think we might as well go ahead and talk about some of the notable games for the week three coming up. One of them that's not ranked matchup, Friday night game, but is the divisional game for uh, ACC play, NC versus Wake. Both teams 2-0, and and both teams have looked good in their two games. Mm-hmm. Um Go ACC. Go ACC. It. Very interested to see Mac Brown. Maybe they can get a third win, but I really think Wake's about to take it. Uh, their quarterback, Newman, looks fantastic, and they have some freak wide receivers on the outside. So I'm really excited for that game. think it could easily be a barn, barn, a barn burner right there for mm-hmm. sure. Another ACC team that's been better in years past. Pittsburgh's traveling to ranked 13 Penn State. So... Hey, that'll be fun. Penn State, Penn State struggled with Buffalo for the first half of their game this past week. Yeah, and 17-point favorites for Penn State. I'm going to say Pittsburgh's going to cover that. So I trust it. I trust the 17 cover, so that's a big ACC game. Uh, only other ACC actually two other ACC games of note. Clemson Q's this week, so like we said, Clemson traveling up to Syracuse. To would have been a much Carrier bigger game. game if they didn't get beat by It Maryland. easily could have been. Game day said they would have been there if Q's won, and they did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State versus Virginia. Ranked. Virginia coming in at 25, getting that ranking. Very excited. Bryce Perkins looks great. I like the quarterback play for them. Florida State has a team for a half, and then the other half is not a team. I don't know what That's pretty generous doing. giving them a whole it's half. It's really giving them a whole half. It may be generous. I'll give them, I'll give them a quarter and a half. All right, How here, about that? Here's my first <laughs> Super Bowl prediction for the year. If Florida State loses this game, Willie Taggart will be fired this week. <laughs> like That's nerve-wracking That's 0-3 for Florida State to terrible teams. But that also could be scary for Virginia, as you now have a Florida State team backed into a corner, and you just got ranked. This could be an upset alert for, for Virginia. Yes, for but sure. that statement implies that the Florida State team is good. <laughs> you know? They're more terrified. This is a, this is a dysfunctional FSU. Absolutely. I remember, I just remember growing up, Florida State was the scariest of scary teams like of all teams you don't want to go play florida state didn't want to play in tallahassee they're gonna be the most aggressive the most athletic and that freaking band the whole game (laughs) they're gonna gonna chop you to death oh man it it really makes it hard for me to be a braves fan and chop because of what i experienced as a child (laughs) so moving Um, on into the SEC plays, uh, you do Florida starting up East play with Kentucky. That's big. Uh, Kentucky got the win in Florida last year. Florida traveling to Kentucky this year. Uh, I do believe Kentucky has lost their starting quarterback, though, so going to be a backup coming in to play. And Felipe Franks, I still don't have faith in Felipe Franks. Kentucky has only gotten highly ranked like once in the like last six years, but Kentucky seems to be a trap game for like multiple SEC schools every year, no Easily. matter what's going on. Trap game, Kentucky. They always um, give South Carolina problems. So. I always do. Florida, uh, and I, I just don't know what to expect out of Florida ever. I really don't. Hey, man, 
Um, I need to see it over a 10-week period. Exactly. You go 10-0, and 0, I'll be like, still a little iffy. Still a little iffy I'm on like, Felipe well, Franks. It's like pulling the mask off, Scooby-Doo. Who is really under here? <laughs> what is this, Dan Mullen? <laughs> I know what you're doing. And then, speaking uh, of South Carolina, let's go ahead and jump to just South Carolina-Alabama. Huge game. Bama traveling South Carolina. At South Carolina. At South Carolina. Last Freshman. time they went there. Bama lost to St- uh, Stephen Garcia and oh, Alshon Jeffrey. Legends. And it was an absolute stunner. Not saying it's going to happen. They just broke in the new quarterback, Ryan Helinski. Ryan Helinski, I'm all for it. The whole team's going to – a change of quarterback influences a team more than any other change in position. You change Absolutely. the defensive end, you probably don't even notice it if you're on offense. You change the quarterback, the energy on the offensive line will instantly flip. If they support that guy. And they know if you have a chance. Exactly. You make me better. (laughs) If receivers will make bigger plays, if they know if I get out there, he's going to put the ball near me, they're more likely to make big plays. That's the most points I've seen South Carolina drop in years. 66 (laughs) points? That's crazy. I haven't seen them do that in forever. And Holinsky looked fantastic through the whole game. And I will give South Carolina fans credit for this. When they pack out Williams-Brice, that – Crowd gets obnoxious. Absolutely. Holy crowd. <laughs> and that's going to be a sellout. That's going to be a loud, rowdy Sandstorm starts playing. Those towels start swinging. And it is just a, oh my, it is a cluster. Uh, a couple other games of note. Uh, Stanford versus UCF. Going to UCF. Let's see if UCF can now finally do it. Get a big game. Big Power 5 school name. Reigning national champs. Reigning national champs. <laughs> see if they can defend some titles. Do they have to hand the trophy over if they if lose? they lose? It's because it's a fake trophy. I totally think you have to give all that for. Do you think loss. it weighs as much as a real trophy, or is it? I think yeah. it's made of paper mache. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> they painted it after a bunch making of, a paper bunch of fifth mache. graders at a local elementary school made Sent it, for it them. to them. Uh, then you get Oklahoma visiting UCLA. Probably not that big, like we were saying earlier. Chip Kelly. What are you doing out there? Three and eleven with UCLA. Like Chip Kelly was once the most touted coach in the country, professional and college. So here's my thing: Chip Kelly back in the day was touted and wanted by everybody because what he did at Oregon. You did it at Oregon because you were the first people doing the spread. You had the unis and everything. UCLA Never doesn't have this. UCLA has none of this. You have to go in there and sell this them on your program as a team itself. Yeah, and it takes time. And he's known as a good recruiter, especially in the Pacific Northwest. But if you're this offensive genius, where's the offense? Yeah, where's the offense? That's the exact question I got. And if you're, you can win college football games if you just score a ton of points. You don't even have to play defense. No, you don't. The Big 12 proves that every free... And <laughs> Oklahoma is about to prove it to you this week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurd looks fantastic. I just want to say, it's real fast. Heisman real number one right now, right? Rid- absolutely. In my book, for sure. But like, that absolutely release. ridiculous. Oh man, he just looks so much more natural. And the fluid, he's still fluidly running. His running ability still is pristine. Um, flip, the, flip the script to good coaches. Uh, Lincoln Riley about the coach's third straight different Heisman, Heisman quarterback. That's crazy. You, I want him in the NFL. I wanted him to go to Cleveland. So there's still a chance to fire Freddie Kitchens and bring in Lincoln Riley. Possibly. Jerry wow, Jones, that's a great scenario. Jerry Jones would love to bring Lincoln Riley in. No, Lincoln Riley won't do it. No, though. because Lincoln Riley wants to control the offense, and Jerry Jones wants to call his plays up Jerry there. Jerry Jones wants to do everything for the team. Jerry Jones wants He's to like, play quarterback. He's like, throw me the ball. He wants to sign himself at quarterback. <laughs> um, 
other notable Pac-12 matchup, uh, Arizona State visiting Michigan State. Good game last year. Herm in his second year. Man, I love Herm. I love Herm. Oh, man. Go go Sun Devils. I think they're going to get the win. I'm confident in it. I really hope they do because I just I love seeing Herm get the wins. It's like seeing Mac Brown I was watching. It's a, just great. I was watching SportsCenter the day they announced Herm got the job at Arizona State. First off, exciting because random hire, but I'm down. And they literally said, it's going to be sad because we're not going to have you on SportsCenter. It's going to miss him. I miss seeing him on TV all the time already. But such a good good influence on so young men. So much fun. Oh, man. Um, and then the last notable game to me, uh, College Game Day is headed there for the first ta- time. Ames, Iowa, for the Iowa State-Iowa rivalry Go game. Go Cyclones. Cyclones <laughs> look good. But Iowa also has looked really, really good in the past few weeks. Probably one of the best, probably best team in the Big Ten uh, West. Just because Nebraska lost to Colorado this week hasn't looked strong. Wisconsin obviously looks strong, but I just have faith in what I'm seeing out of Iowa right now. And they do this every few years. I completely they go disagree. On runs. I completely disagree. I'm gonna agree with Colin Cowherd. He had a segment a couple couple years ago in Iowa, was super highly ranked. It was the Fake team of the week, and every week it it's was Iowa. Iowa, and they have a. He said they're the one team in the country with a fake ID. Everyone else is twenty-one, and they're walking around with a except terrible for fake don't refer it. They were like two plays away from being Michigan State and being in the college football playoff. You just gave me two hypotheticals Bama. in one sentence. Two hypotheticals <laughs> almost happened. Fake IDs, uh, Iowa. <laughs> so yeah, that's about all in the college football. And so I think we'll go ahead and move on into the NFL uh, review of what happened this week. Uh, obviously, first week of NFL. This was probably the strangest week of NFL I've ever watched. Just because there are so many random things. All these teams have Antonio these great Brown just sto- makes it worse. Antonio <laughs> Brown stuff, but like the teams themselves. So like the Browns is my first example. Came into this year. Great offense, gonna look super good. They get womp, womp, womp. Whopped <laughs> by Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota. Okay, what hold up. Hold happened? up. Hold up. How did this happen? I know you're shocked. Stunned. Tennessee is gonna win at least ten games this year. Tennessee has won 10 games the last four years in a row, or nine games anyways. Tennessee is going to be one of the better teams in the AFC this year. And Mariota just can't mess it up or get hurt. That's all it takes. Derrick Henry is like the least exciting good running back in the league. He's such an enigma to me. He's so big. He's like a hummer. He's so fast. He's like a hummer, man. He's got a V8. It takes for acceleration, not his Not there. Get up to speed. You, are you gonna, is what defensive back in his right mind is going to go try and lay out Derrick Henry when he's running full speed? <laughs> You're going to like make it look like an attempt or just dive on the ground in front of him? Uh, yeah, him. I'm going to. I probably just stop and not even. This dude gets to long tackle. touchdowns like it's nobody's business the last 12 months. So yeah, I just think that's crazy to me. The Browns looking rough like that. Another... Odell wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch. What are you doing, Odell? The NFL went out, responded today, and the, said you better not wear a watch. The, next the, week. Well, it's the number of penalties too. They have like 18 penalties it was um, crazy bad coaching no it was more over like aggressive like there's a lot of uh unnecessary roughness and things like that like them being undisciplined it was weird well you gotta think too the whole the whole league has a big target painted on cleveland now that's fair. they went from being the terrible team to the team that's done nothing that says we're the best team so that's everybody enough. else is about we about to show you and baker's already dislikable as yeah, it is, that's you true. know. Nobody, I, I do they, agree with they that. They just keep throwing sand in the wound, you All know. All the time. And that's going to – these guys are 
huge and can do something about it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? Um, another big game that has stunned me, Lamar Jackson goes out and just obliterates. Not bad for a running back, uh, huh? A stunner. <laughs> not I was bad. Like, he, and it's not just the running. He looked great throwing. The passes downfield were tar- on target. Were were per time like timed perfectly. It just looked. They would impressive. show his stat line on the bottom of the screen every couple seconds. I swear, because it was so insane. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't get to see his stat lines uh, until after I got to watch all the recaps and stuff. But all I saw was on my fantasy app, he had fifty three points on the guy on the bench against the guy I was playing. I was like, oh my god, thank you for not playing Lamar Jackson. Speaking about guys on my bench. Crazy game, Sammy Watkins. Holy Sammy Moore. Watkins. Two he had hundred and ninety receiving yards and three touchdowns in the first half. You know? Like that's wow. And Tyreek Hill's a down. Tyreek Hill down out with and a shoulder injury for a little Patrick while. Patrick Mahomes has an ankle sprain. But Patty Mahomes but he played, still he played, great. The, he played the whole still, game. They continued on, did what they always do. Running backs looked fine. But all it takes there. is one drop back, awkward landing, and he's going. You can That's tweak true. that ankle and be out for two, three weeks. That team's going to be different if Patty Mahomes is not. It's going to be field. different. It's going to be different with Tyree Kill too, because they're going to they're going to lock down Sammy next week. Expect Travis Kelsey to have a big game. Travis next Kelsey week. probably a lot of running plays probably too. Try to give Pat Mahomes a little bit of a rest. Yeah. Um, and Pat's. How about that? How about the Pats? It's either my question is, is thirty-three to three against the Steelers more of the story on the Pats or the Steelers? Okay, let's let's simplify it. Let's go to let's look at the two quarterbacks. Quarterback play. Only. Let's look at old man Tom Brady. Let's look at old man Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger's never been in shape. He's Big Ben for a reason. He's got a belly out there. He's six foot seven, just launches the ball. He, I, he looked out of shape. He looks fat. He's was, already thought about retiring. He looks like an ice cream cone. Like he, he he comes down to a point at the bottom. There's a very unflattering picture of him this week where his like chin is his neck is bulging beside his head. He looks so bad. And look at Tom Brady, 42, literally gets more attractive, better shape every year. Pliable. 350-plus yards. Very pliable. (laughs) Those tendons and ligaments are strong Strong. and loose. They are stretched. He's ready. And to talk about the retirement thing with Big Ben, you got to – if a player is contemplating retirement, that means he's not 100% all in. Like, I don't believe you can flip the switch and say, if you're thinking about quitting a job – even if you stay at that job, you're still thinking about quitting that job every day. Absolutely. Once you hit that point and it enters your mind, you're thinking about it all the time. And it Big Ben's thinking about that. that. And now he doesn't have weapons. And now he got blown out week one. Belichick owns Mike Tomlin. Though. Absolutely. The Pats do. The Patriots may be the best Patriots team. That, that, was, that offense is ridiculous. They have just slowly picked up player. Player, player Julian player. Edelman hadn't lost a step. Dorsett looked good. Josh Gordon looks great. How many weeks in a row are we going to have Josh Gordon? But yes, I'm pulling for Josh Gordon. That's crazy. And in week 14, they're going to call Gronk, the, bring him in, go the, on a Super Bowl run. <laughs> the running back by committee, like always, works perfectly. Uh, with the Steelers, man, I will say Juju Smith-Schuster sort of underwhelmed me there. Well, he's finding out what it's like he's to be a number now, one. Exactly. He now is experiencing what a- Antonio had last year. He's getting double coverage, the best guy on him, and he's just he didn't make a big splash. And yet Juju had some game. big games early in the year, so you got to realize there's no tape on you, man. Like exactly. we got this is the NFL. Everybody's doing the same thing. We heard all preseason how the Ravens were going to be different and run the ball, and what happened? Lamar threw. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah, so everybody's doing the same thing. So if you are not that crazy athlete like Antonio Brown is, <laughs> you're not gonna 
you're going to figure out real quick, these defensive backs are just as fast as you. Exactly. And they're just as strong, too. Probably stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, t- speaking of two teams who I think are going to be in the mix long into the season, probably could, who knows, maybe the Texans see the Patriots in the <sighs> AFC Championship or in the playoffs. The Texans versus the Saints on Monday night was the best game of the week by far. So good. Absolutely thought Drew Brees was fantastic. Deshaun got a little banged up and still played just as well as Drew Brees did. And it literally came down to two seconds on the clock. Will Lutz goes up for the Saints. It ain't no cheap shot. 58-yard field goal for the win. 58 50-yard field goals are casual things now. I'd like to point out. Everybody's like, he can kick the 50-yard. I'm like, everybody can but kick 50 the 50-yard. But 50 ain't 58, man. No, it's think, not. Of, think about first and inches and first and eight. That was crazy, Third man. and eight. It was That's insane. Different. But also the play before that where Drew Brees tosses it to uh, his tight end, gets the ball, goes down immediately, timeout. They ran a play with like six seconds on the clock and took four seconds. Insane. All right, I'm going to start a petition, Dan. Can, will you sign it before I tell you what it is? Uh, that's a risky move, but yeah, why not? All right, it's a fire Bill O'Brien petition. <laughs> I think I can get on that. Because Deshaun Watson part. is Andrew Luck 2.0, so and we're fine. watching it happen. And everybody's like, what happened, Laramie Tunsil? You got four other guys There's on the offensive teams. line. He could shut down the right end every single time and do his job. And literally, Deshaun could get sacked every play of the game. Exactly, the, which he pretty much did. Six sacks. The defensive tackle for New Orleans, bull, he, the Reed, he bull rushed the center of that offensive line multiple I didn't like Bill times O'Brien and in, got destroyed. He ate him up every time. I didn't like Bill O'Brien in college. I don't like him in NFL. He's done nothing with the Texans, and they've had the most, one of the most stacked rosters. That offense is so good. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson as your running backs is a great duo. Exactly, and but. The coaching. The, there. There's some stupid decisions that shouldn't be made. There's you. It is 2019 in the NFL. If you don't have an offensive line that can protect your quarterback, you're gonna be a bad team. There's evidence. Like, have you not been watching football? Like, Look at the Cardinals. The worst line in the NFL last year. And worst they think team that, they think the, the solution is just buy a guy who can run faster than the defenders, which isn't going to happen because the defensive linemen are the most athletic guys on the team, whether you want to agree with it or not. Yeah. So the Texans Um, really just had me upset because you have the one of the best wide receivers. You have one of the best defensive players ever in JJ Watt. Absolutely. Ever. And he's back to health. You wasted Jadavion, whether work ethic was a question or not. Deshaun Watson, he could have gone to so many other teams and they would be instant Super Bowl contenders. I was about to say, if he you was... put Deshaun in Indy right now, yeah. we're not having this conversation. And all Indy did was draft two linemen in one draft, like just insured up an offensive line oh, that man. was literally the worst the year before. All right, so. we're at two signatures. We're gonna start passing it around on the petition. Fire y'all, y'all hit us on Twitter at Moody Sports if uh, y'all want to sign the petition, or just tweet Bill O'Brien and tell or, him to quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the owner of the Texans, you know, you can tell him to fire Bill O'Brien. That's another option. We're big there's, advocates for firing There's Bill a couple O'Brien. options. All right, moving uh, on. Going on in the last game, other Monday night game, doubleheader, the Raiders went Raiders. Uh, up against the Broncos. Broncos coming to Oakland. Last game on Monday night in Oakland. Big, uh, big deal, I guess. They kept talking about it. Uh, the Raiders looked very fine without Antonio Brown, I will say. Um, I think they used... The Antonio Brown thing went a couple different ways. You felt bad for Antonio. You felt bad for Gruden. 
you like didn't like Gruden at first, and now we feel bad for Gruden, and now we don't like Antonio. So I think the team used it as like a unifying factor to get that week one victory was unexpected. That's huge against a good defense. We got Joe's defense always good. Joe Flacco, aka Joe Fluco, <laughs> not. Elway strikes out again on say, another quarterback. I saw somewhere in Defense an interview. Defense getting older. Elway was like, Elway said, oh, I have Joe Flacco in his prime. His in his prime. prime? His prime was like six yards of completion. And like he had like. 200 yards. Like, no, it's the not. The only thing Joe Flacco is known for is his defense carrying him into a Super Bowl and being the most overpaid quarterback ever. I didn't know that he had more interceptions than touchdowns that Super Bowl year. Oh That's my. crazy. Yeah. He had and nine he touchdowns right and like 17 interceptions. That's crazy stat to me. Joe What's Flacco. happened? Oh, man. I feel L.A., just suit up, dude. L.A., just <laughs> go back out there. You're probably better off of that. Call Paxton Lynch. Bring Tebow. Uh, Somebody. So... Um, so yeah, AV is now no longer with the Raiders. All this big disgruntulation. Uh, M- him and Mike Mayock got in a little dispute. He wanted. He told Mayock to su- or, uh, suspend him or fire him. And he said, "You are hit a the road." He said, "You are a cracker." <laughs> um, now AV has signed with the Patriots. What is the NFL supposed to do? So Jerry Rice thinks the whole thing's a setup, that A.B. and the Patriots planned this. Planned it, it was reported I Patriots offered a first-round pick to the Steelers for Antonio Brown back in January, but they didn't want to trade him to the Patriots for obvious reasons. I wouldn't have done it. But it sounds like Antonio Brown has this. worked his way there. I mean, yeah, even if he did all this completely on purpose to get released, he pulled an NBA player move in the NFL, which we just hate because. I, it's also it's just the. You went to the Patriots. That never helps anything. They have four fantastic receivers. Dorsett, Gordon, and Edelman is a fine core that's going to get them a Super Bowl. Why the hell does Antonio Brown have to be there? Because doesn't it sound so much better? I'm not hating, though. (laughs) He is on my fantasy team. Oh, he's fantasy god. I've picked him number one overall the last few years. Um, But I'm going to go back to the Raiders. John Gruden, 100th victory as a coach. First one. Start the year, I watched the uh, the post-game locker room. First thing Gruden did was said we had a crazy week, referring to Antonio Brown, and then he went straight and congratulated the offensive line. Hog Shout Mollies. out, Hog Mollies, big boys. Gruden knows where it's at. He's an old-school guy. And then he shouted out his rookies, the Ru- John Jacobs. Great, Josh Jacobs, right? Josh Jacobs. Great running Alabama. back, rookie. They got their running back for cheap. You know, don't he had have a great had a great night. So only but, running back with two touchdowns in his opening game next to Ladanian Thompson. That's crazy. good company. Yeah, that's if you're mentioned with LT mm-hmm. running back, that's wild. Uh, and then Brown Hollywood Brown. Oh man, rookies looks fantastic. Oh man, that is I almost forgot about Hollywood Brown. I was watching some Oklahoma games last year, and he was the best skill player on the field besides Kyler Murray. Absolutely, you know? and. Man, did Lamar Jackson get a great asset. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why his improving uh, passing game has improved. And another, speaking of Kyler, Kyler looked pretty good. Initially struggled with the, the offense quarter, and stuff, though. but that fourth quarter blew up, found Larry for a touchdown. Looked really good, honestly. I was impressed that he was able to get the tie there. Larry's great for Kyler. Love Larry. Larry mm-hmm. is such a classic. Gen, like he is smart your guy. smart guy stay has been with the Cardinals for so long. I just appreciate what Larry has done with his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 
moving on into looking at next week, uh, we're just going to hit you with a couple games. Uh, what we think are going to be some of the big matchups, probably some of the fun games for the week. Uh, big, huge one, Saints versus Rams. Undefeated. Both undefeated. NFC playoffs. It's going to be the <laughs> NFC. Could be like last year, divisional game or even a championship for the NFC. You know, I said it in our, uh, I said it in our NFL preview. I'm still just not as high on the Saints as like the Saints. I thought last year was their year. And I'm just, I just think they're one bad injury away, one sack on Drew Brees away from just having nothing. They still got Teddy Bridgewater back up. They do have Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. It's been years since Teddy's had real meaningful games, though. But they still talk. Everybody talks about Teddy being in practice and stuff. Being he's still that guy. Just you're not replacing Drew Brees. You're not beating Drew Brees out for the job. I'm just not. After the Texans played their worst game. Absolutely. And barely lost on a 58-yard Well, so the thing is, I thought the Texans played a great game. Deshaun played a great game. I think the defense is what's questionable there. And I also think the same counter for where the Saints last year had a good defense, I think this year they're going to regress and have a less good defense, and they're going to have to score points. Mm -hmm. So the question is, can they keep up scoring points? But Alvin Kamara looked like he did last year. Fantastic, strong, playing through – he now is also running the ball through the tackles, which impressed me a lot. He looked a good doing that. The Rams went on the road and beat Carolina, too. Carolina disappointing a little bit. You got to take care of home field advantage. Got to. Especially week one against the Rams. That's a huge head to head that you got to have. And then. Uh, and I'm, in, I'm interested to see if Jared Goff can, you know. We gotta, I got to see he him. He got do paid. It. He's got to do it consistently. I'm you almost. See it's in getting the Super to the Bowl. point. You got to do it consistently. But there, it's getting to the point with Goff, like. He's turning into an upper echelon guy. Like, are you telling me golf in top ten right now? He's top ten, but what top ten? That's better than twenty other guys. But that uh. doesn't win you a Super Bowl like Tom Brady. But does. who wins Super Bowls besides Tom Brady's nowadays? Nobody. <laughs> Russell Wilson's. I can one time. One time. You, you can find anyone them. can Pat win a Super Mahomes. Bowl once. Pat Mahomes. I'm saying I gotta see consistency like you see out Pat Mahomes week to week throwing touchdowns. Because sometimes it's just ran. They run the ball. Run the ball. It's all Pat based Mahomes on. through a no look. Over to Travis Kelsey in the end zone and went like six feet over his head. <laughs> and he said, he said, he tweeted, Travis Kelsey said, I'm going to have to buy you something for that. That's my bad. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> he said, my bad. I probably should have looked at you when I threw the ball. <laughs> uh, and then another marking, uh, big game we feel like is going to be fun is AFC matchup. Browns versus Jets on Monday night. Uh, both 0-2. Just really oh and one sorry. Uh, it really interested to see if they're going to, who's going to take the first win. The so year. the Jets should have won. The Jets, the Jets should won. be one and zero. They didn't look terrible. They didn't. Le'Veon looked fine. Darnell could have done a little better. Darnell is my question. I still think he's a question mark for that offense. There's I some people don't... super high on Darnold. I'm kind of high on Darnold too, but he's an interception interception machine. He was good at USC. He threw interceptions. He's been fine at every the Jets, year too, and he throws interceptions. It's just if you can improve the interceptions. I don't have faith. You in realize him he's there. like two years younger than us, Dan, and he's quarterback of the Jets, right? <laughs> what are we doing? Do I even think I'm going to be a quarterback? Hey, I'm five six. No hey, way. Placeholder. Right, I'll take it. <laughs> a specialist. Hey, if y'all run a fake, you get a pass. I'll You're pretty much quarterback. I'll be a specialist, man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, another and, NFC matchup: Packers going to the Vikings. Oh, this is a huge game. Huge rivalry. Game. Week huge two. Game. Aaron the Vikings Rodgers. are so good. Besides Kirk Cousins, they're so good. Dalvin looked fantastic. 
Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm very curious that with defense. that. That defense looks They've great. Made great moves. But I'm so curious with that offense still. They look they 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 beat the Bears, but they did not look good against the Bears. But that's offense. the Bears defense. That's too. A good defense, you're right. They but were playing in Soldier. You, you field. put Deshaun Watson on the Bears instead of Mitchell Trubisky, who got drafted ten spots Mitchell ahead of him. Trubisky. Mitchell <laughs> Mitchell Trichhole. <laughs> He's uh, terrible. Vikings. I I'm right there with you, man. They're great I besides think, Kirk Cousins. They're there, dude. Just why did you give him that money? And we have a friend named Bradley, and I was saying this to him the other night. He absolutely was agreeing without saying a word. He just tried to not yell about it. And it's... <laughs> I would pay Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater over, you know? Like, Why would you not pay Teddy Bridgewater? Kirk Cousins is great and all. Maybe he fits the demographic a little better. He's a little cocky, a little leader, but... You got to do it when it matters, Kirk. He can't exactly. He doesn't play good in the big games, and their problem has been the big games. They win yeah. the little games. You could say Kurt doesn't does not like the big games. He doesn't like them. You like he, that? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Uh, honorable mention. Great game. This is my honorable mention. Absolutely the Raiders undefeated Raiders. No Antonio Brown going against the Chiefs. Patty Mahomes banged up Chiefs on offense minus Sammy Watkins. Fantasy God, week one. We got Tyree Kill out. We're going to double cover Sammy. I already predicted Travis Kelsey's going to have a big week. Pat Mahomes, just ice and heat that ankle always. Do you think the Raiders are able to carry that juice from week one over? That that win is big. Nobody in the country thought they were going to win week one. So the Raiders are in the or the division with the Chiefs. Correct? Oh yeah. So they're also in the, that's already Chargers one, Broncos. Chargers. They've Broncos. already got a division that's win. Already a division win. That's huge. You start if out you with take two, division, two wins division wins against the two best teams in your division because the Chargers are so beat up with Derwin John James John and Gruden. no Melvin Gordon. John Gruden's talked as like one of the top coaches in the NFL to the. Uh, it's how quickly things change. It's so man. strange how quickly. But go Raiders. Go Raiders. Let's see Derek Carr from 2016. Give it to me, Derek Carr. Raiders. All right. With that being said, we're I'll do a little quick NBA shout out real quick. Antonio, not Antonio. <laughs> we're talking Antonio Brown all He's day. stuck in my mind. Oh my gosh. Anthony Davis in the media this week said he expects nothing less than him and LeBron to both make first team all defense. And Anthony Davis wants to be defensive player of the year once again. So if that's your model. Does that subconsciously tell me y'all are not confident in the scoring ability? Of that's your what offense? I feel like, but also that's a. I mean, you want to be great on defense, and we're trying to get LeBron back to playing the way he that's used what to I'm be. Saying. Why are you so confident with LeBron's defense? On Old man team? Jenkins. Old out man here. Jenkins is not. He's going to be yelling, and he's not going to want. An inspired play. LeBron, though, he's dropped weight. He's down twenty pounds. You can see him. He's in one of the slimmest shapes. Got Dwight Howard went viral yesterday for slam dunking out on the beach and. He looks in great shape too for Dwight Howard. Slim down. That's what these big bulky guys are irrelevant. So you got to be able to move. You got to be able to move quickly and jump and rebound and slip through these cuts and stuff. So Lakers preparing for two all first team defensive players. What do you think, Dan? Yes, I can. I can agree with Anthony Davis being there. I do not think LeBron James is going to make it when he's getting. Last year, getting pushed forward to play defense <laughs> by Kyle Kuzma. Oh, I'm like, man. if you're getting pushed by Kyle Kuzma to play defense, I don't think you're going to be a defensive first-team ballot. I'm going to go glass half full. Kyle Kuzma knows how to play defense. He's encouraging LeBron to. We got Anthony Davis there. If Anthony Davis is he completely shutting him. it down and LeBron right. doesn't have to carry the... LeBron's the a great 
second best defender Absolutely. on your team. Even That's if fair. he's like 60% of the defender he used to be, I'll take LeBron as my second best defender on my team. So Lakers, let's see it. NBA's approaching somewhat slowly. You still got the FIBA World Cup going on. Uh, USA's looked all right. They're they're not winning by a ton, but they're winning. Close, yeah. There's been some uh, good games. Serbia just got eliminated by Argentina, so that was a surprise because Serbia's team is stacked. But Argentina's got some pretty good players, too. We'll see. Probably U.S. is still going to win the Cup. But besides uh, that... Also want to give a quick shout-out to the Greenville Triumph. Whoop! They've made it into the playoffs. Last game was a loss, but they made it up to number three in the play, in the rankings, and that puts us in the playoff picture. And as long as they can take at least two of these last few games they got coming up, I think they easily are going to be playing in the playoffs. Now, I don't for their mean, first year, that's huge. I don't mean us. to take complete credit for this turnaround of the Greenville Triumph, <laughs> but since I attended my first game with you and Andy... They've been consistently They have great. been, if not the best team in their conference, the best team. Absolutely. And yeah, this, yeah, and this week, the though, loss came because we lost Dallas J. Uh, Omar was out. He went and uh, was playing for the Somalia international team. Had a couple people injured. So we're a little The Triumph short. have had a player of the week every week. At least one player. Multiple Defense, players. typically. Exactly. So... Go Triumph, 864 for life. 864 for life. We're really excited for the boys. Way to go. And on uh, that keep note, it up. we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We went pretty long today. Football's back. We got our fix, guys. This Every is great. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So we're going to have a little, little bit longer show. Stick with us. Once again, subscribe. Tell your friends. Moody underscore sports on Twitter. Moody underscore sports. Or go to Spotify, Moody Sports with Dan and Zach. Give us the follow. Listen every week. It's great. You know you love it. Hump day. Thanks We're here so for much, you. guys, for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Moody Sports. Bye.